The Angry Chicken is a production of AMove TV. Bookmark AMove.tv for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com slash TAC. podcast about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. Greetings and welcome back everyone to, as the voice said, the Angry Chicken, the podcast all about Hearthstone. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, joined as always by Jocelyn Carney. How are you doing today, Jess? Not too shabby, not too shabby. Um, Right off the bat, I wanted to give everybody a little bit of info about Ladder from last season. I took one for the team and decided that because I was not having a great time on Ladder, I was going to just see what happened if I never left Silver. Uh, And it turns out I got the same number of bonus stars. So you can't tank your rank that badly. (laughs) All right. All right. That's that sounds... I should also say I had eight bonus stars, so it's not like I had a silver number of bonus stars and I kept them. <laughs> I had, I That's had actually, like diamond 10 bonus stars and I kept my diamond 10 bonus stars. Now that you mention it, that, that is silver five. That's quite important information to have because yeah. uh, otherwise they're just like, well, I mean, yeah, if you had silver, yeah, like what is silver two? And one star. Uh, two, I think. Two, yeah. Or maybe three. Two or three. Silver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not many. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, you had, um, you had diamond 10 or yes. Yeah. I was between 10 and five. I didn't yeah. hit the five threshold. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's eight. Yeah. So you had essentially diamond levels of stars, uh, and, and you, you stayed there. Well, that is at least, um, it is nothing if not consistent with what we've been told from team five. Uh, and when I yeah. say team five and as like, it's some sort of big official declaration, I really just mean Celestalon when, when he feels like chiming in, in the chat room. Uh, <laughs> although actually I think he's, he's, he's talked about this at length on uh, Twitter as well on, on his, on his Twitter account. Um, so yeah, well, uh, thank you, Jocelyn for, uh, taking one for the team and not logging a ton of ladder games when you weren't really feeling like logging a ton of ladder games. Yeah, I played like um, a couple of days of 10 games each trying to learn the new warrior deck and I was terrible at it, which is actually another good thing because I mean, I think over the course of the month, I probably played like 50 games on ladder. I really didn't play very much. Um, I was just playing mostly what I was playing with Battlegrounds. So um, I'd only logged 40 or 50 games and like the last couple of sessions that I did were trying to play around with warrior And I had like maybe two out of 10 wins like in both sessions. So it's also kind of good to know that like, I don't know if it's because it was a small sample size or what their actual MMR calculations are and how much it weighs into things. But those sessions of me trying to learn a new deck didn't tank my MMR. So I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's good because the previous season I did tank my MMR. I like lost so many games trying to get the diamond five at one point. Uh, and never made it by the way, (laughs) at a certain point, this was two seasons back. So the first, the first, it was the first season, right? The first new season. season. Yeah. 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 Cause I got, we're in the third season now. I got up to diamond almost instantly. And then was just mucking around 
uh, mm-hmm. with new decks basically the whole time. And then towards the end, I made a concerted effort. And I'm like, I'm going to get Diamond 5. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> I can't get there. Um, this, yeah. this was, by the way, before I had my epiphany of, oh, just go back to Dragon Hunter, you idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you you know it. It still works. Uh, it's actually better now than it was prior to Ashes of Alan. So had I had it then, I, I it probably wouldn't have even been a remote issue. But um, yeah, I did take Bamamar, uh, which was contrary to basically what we, we, we were told that it would be. Very I don't difficult. remember the exact quote, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially very difficult to tank your MMR. And uh, well, and you I say did. tank, you got one star less, so you yes. were awarded your your rank but stars. I was told it would yeah. be very difficult for that to happen. Right. And so we were talking about this in the discord the other day and I didn't want to like out you because I didn't think you talked about losing a star before on the show or anything. I so or I was not. just and like, if I didn't bring it up. Yeah. It was not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, but I wasn't sure. So I was like, I have this friend. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't see any of that or I would have chimed in, but, um, I've, <laughs> but yeah, guys, it was Garrett. My, my internet habits Garrett. have been very different, uh, the last few days. <laughs> um, so yeah, didn't see that. Yeah. But I, I got my star back, which is cool. Okay. Did you hit five? No, I hit six again. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I hit six again, yeah. went on a backslide to 10, got back up to six, went back to like uh, diamond seven. And so it means you fixed your MMR somehow. And this somehow. is kind of why I wish we could know or see. Yes. it <laughs> would. diamond 10 is eight and diamond five is nine. So if you got nine without hitting the rank, it means based on your MMR, it thinks you're a better player now. I would assume that to be the case. I wonder if I was like right teetering on the edge of like the system being uncertain. Like maybe this dude does plug a diamond. Maybe he does. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, that's, I, I really don't know. And we'll never know if they don't show us the damn MMR, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're ever and going to show us the MMR. Yeah. I understand that it's probably a super complicated like calculation and everything else. I just, it would be helpful to know i feel like um and obviously there are ways to get around it like if you have a goal for the month you want to make sure that you get eight or nine or ten or whatever stars then your goal is to hit the rank that will guarantee that but it would be really nice to know if you were tanking it or not (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean it's only and and also like seeing the mar is only useful information if like the scale isn't like sliding or like constantly adjusting in reference to the entire current playing current player player base base. right like so i thought i think they might have mentioned that it is it does kind of self-adjust depending on the Mm. the populace uh so if that is indeed the case i don't think it would be helpful to anyone if they did show us even more so so who 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 knows but whatever the case is um, the system seems to be working more or less as advertised. That's interesting, actually. If it's adjusting based on the player base, maybe that's why you got your your star back. Because if everybody was like, they had so many legend players in the first season, right? So if in the second season there weren't as many people at legend, maybe the MMR kind of like adjusted back down somehow. That went like, okay, in the first season, <clears throat> excuse me you weren't a diamond five player, but compared to everybody else in the second season, you were. 
That would be interesting if it like it, it, in a, if it was that like cut if and dry, your number right? didn't really if, change. If, yeah, if everyone like if on average everyone moved around, everyone you, got Garrett. worse. <laughs> and and I and I alone this as the single <laughs> player in a sea of millions of Hearthstone players is like I am the only constant. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be interesting, but I doubt it's that it's that cut and dry. Who 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 knows? Um, who knows? I, yeah. I would be fascinated. <laughs> I I think that's fascinating information. Uh, that wouldn't really. I listen, I'm happy to take one for the team and feel a little bit worse about getting my star back if they want to come out and say, yeah, hey, Garrett. And listen, it uh, it wasn't you. Um, everyone <laughs> on average uh, is worse now uh, because they were well, all just I mean, piloting demon hunters and demon hunters on average are worse now. So, <laughs> well, um, I mean, like, yeah, in the first season, I made it up to, I think, diamond six. I was also very, very close to five. And in the second season, I went silver five. I was just like, man, this isn't fun. <laughs> just stuck around i I too am not in love with with this meta but uh i feel like that's well documented enough by the way oh my god oh my god oh this new season i have seen so many more spell druids and i have barely played against any up until this point i don't i'm gonna blame grandmasters uh but i really don't know there were no priests this week oh well then how (laughs) my how the tides have turned because suddenly (laughs) After a month and a half of going Jocelyn, demon hunters aren't that bad and there's not that many of them. And you going Garrett every single damn game I play is nothing but demon hunter. I am here to tell you, you are full of shit. I am seeing (laughs) priests every other goddamn game and I am still sick to utter death of the class. It's yeah, it's definitely swung back. But again, like I say, I didn't play there that much last month. Oh, I think we I think we cracked it, Jocelyn. I think we cracked it. Team five loves us so much. And they love hearing us struggle against classes we can't stand so much that they have uh, somewhere internally pressed a button that makes us consistently see the class we hate playing against the most. That's it. That's why I almost never see demon hunters and that's all you get matched up against and why you apparently don't see priests. Yep. (laughs) I I would like to say I actually currently have a very good win rate against priest. I just want to get on to the next game. You still don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Meanwhile, getting crushed by Spell Druid, just absolutely destroyed. Um, knew it was a deck, thought it was kind of cool. Didn't like, saw it a little bit here and there, peppered around. Seen it like four times today. I didn't play that many games today. That's the, the reason that I saw that many damn Spell Druids. Kind of crazy. But uh, that is a yeah. matchup I need to practice. <laughs> um, although it's also not a particularly great one. Um, you know, for spell is tricky because it, it just has so many kind of swingy turns. It's got the early glow fly stuff, but then if they don't have a buff or the um, soul of the forest, then they can kind of stall out. And then mm. there's a lot that depends on what they actually get off of Mount Cellar. Like there are. And then, and then obviously if you're, if you're playing something like Malagosy is another possible win condition, but um, yeah, they're, they can be pretty swingy because most of their stuff isn't really impactful it's like a lot of their cards are there just to be cheap spells to to cycle off of mount seller right so yeah yeah i'm i'm curious to see like the next expansion and like i i I almost wish i could kind of gaze into the future because the the power level of things right now seems kind of nuts um, mm. and I'm like, where do, where do we go from here? And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time I kind of felt this way and maybe it was old gods. 
Like I remember old God's hit and it was just like, my God, the power level of some of this stuff seems incredible. Um, but it ended up being one of the more interesting standard years. Uh, it did. I was going to say, yeah, Frozen yeah. Throne, I think with Death Knights would be the last time I can really remember a crazy big power surge. Yeah. And you know what? That's probably a better, a better example because people were, people got real sick of Death Knights. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they didn't go away. Uh, I d- do recall a fairly healthy, you know, development of the meta across the expansions. Um, but yeah, now that you mentioned that people were, <laughs> we, we were all like, Hey, I think we're done with this. Yeah. We were happy when they rotated. And I think it's because, um, some of the death Knights like Rex are, was just like, you just put them in, <laughs> you know, whatever you're trying to do in Hunter, <laughs> he just is a good end game. Right. So, so they were, there were some like that Gul'dan's another one, like, just why wouldn't you play it? Even if yeah. everything else in your deck is like five mana or less, <laughs> throw a Gul'dan in there. Well, and uh, anytime by, there's cards like that. It was followed by Kobolds and Catacombs. So Journey mm-hmm. to Angora was the first expansion that year because that would have been Year of the Mammoth all the way back in 2017. Um, and so... And that was a powerful expansion already. And then right, they layered like we, Frozen Throne on top of that. Yeah. It's easy <laughs> to forget. Like that was like the Discover expansion, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's odd to think because that seems almost late for Discover, but that's only because it feels so ubiquitous because so many Discover cards have been printed since, mm-hmm. um, whereas so many other keywords haven't really caught on the same way. So like Angora was an extremely effective expansion, followed by Nice of the Frozen Throne, which is an extremely powerful expansion, and then Cobalt and the Catacombs, it was okay. Uh, yeah, Cobalt and Catacombs was no like Rostikon's Rumble or um, TGT, right? Like it was it was a good expansion, but it came out in a year alongside Frozen Throne and Angoro. So I think a lot of people just kind of didn't give it its due as much, but it was a good expansion in any other year in that position. Like it would have, it wrecks all other third expansions, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. I like Descent of Dragons probably is, or uh, mm. is probably like, I think the biggest kind of end of year thing, probably since League of Explorers, which wasn't even a full expansion, it was an adventure. Right. Yeah. League of Explorers had a huge impact. Because I guess, mm-hmm. let's see, Mean Streets would have been the third, like the first f- final expansion of the year that was it's, actually a proper Yeah. It's expansion. kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird, you know, pre 2017, like pre rotations and three expansions and getting rid of adventures and everything else, just with the way stuff lines up. But yeah. Yeah. But you're, yeah, you're right. I think, I think you're absolutely. Dead on, dead on the, the freaking money there with Knights of the Frozen Throne because like Cobalt was it was decent but not insane compared to Knights or even compared to Angoro and then the whole mm-hmm. Year of the Raven it wasn't that impactful I felt like it was kind of propped up by Angoro and Knights of the Frozen Throne um, which would obviously made a huge splash but they had to deal with the issues of odd and even decks much sooner than they had intended uh, Boomsday. Yeah ended up being buffed because, you know, it was a little on the tame side. And then Rastakhan's Rumble, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even really remember it all that well. Um, Yeah, I don't think it actually ever happened. (laughs) Just a figment of our imagination. Right. Collective hallucination. Probably a little unfair, but not not too unfair. Um, Anyways, uh, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, so my point being, uh, the meta right now, it feels uh, really high power. And I'm anxious to see how it evolves. Um, how they contend with what 
feels to me right now as, as really high power levels of a lot of the decks that are out there. The springboard of this entire damn conversation being my own personal anecdotal experience with running into significantly more spell druids than I have so far this expansion. But it's also a good thing because it means like I'm not I'm not just seeing the same decks over and over again except for Priest. Um, mm-hmm. Hell, even Warrior has evolved over time. Um, it, it's kind of nutty, like Warrior, because that like the the main kind of popular on the tournament scene, like tempo deck. It's kind of just now I feel like getting nailed down in grandmasters. Mm-hmm. Like there were a few weeks there where it felt like no pro could agree on what a tempo warrior list should <laughs> look like. Um, over on ladder, we have pirate warrior two, which is extremely popular and extremely good for just grinding ladder. So mm-hmm. uh, the kind of the evolution of things here has been pretty interesting. And also, and also, I don't know. Um, I guess, should have seen it coming because we've had <laughs> three balance uh, updates since ashes dropped, um, which is, has it been? Th- oh yeah, I guess so. I, I just counted by demon hunter. I'm like, how many times have demon hunters been nerfed? Um, <laughs> which I guess is also equal to how many times has paladin been buffed, but yeah, <laughs> but um, still no pallies or pallies. Yeah. They're fun. They're still not quite there for me. Um, it's what I, it's what I switched to. Not Murloc Paladin, by the way. Very specifically, I am very specifically not talking about Murloc Paladin here. Uh, Paladin is what I switched to when I'm comfortable with where I am on the ladder. It's like, all right, it's time to play some Librams. It is not what yeah. I play when I'm trying to climb. So, anyways, that's a long-winded way of saying I think the meta is in a pretty healthy spot, even if it's not particularly my favorite meta. Uh, in 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 a while even though it hasn't been that long since the evolved meta, which I couldn't stand. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess the, the pocket between evolve and now I've, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, but there's one thing I can say and it's, I'm not bored and that's a good thing. Cause I have been very bored many times over the entire <laughs> history of Hearthstone. So uh, whatever the case is, um, we got some stuff to talk about this week. It's a pretty damn quiet week for what I can only assume are obvious reasons. I wasn't expecting any big announcements uh, really from anyone. We just got to hear was a storm patch like right before we went live. I can't believe that happened. I just assumed everything mm-hmm. was just going to get paused or pushed. Um, but before we get into that, we want to thank those of you who are supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC. Uh, thank you so much for the support, everybody. If you like the show, you want to support us, that is the best way to do so. Uh, get access to Discord server, ad-free feed, no ads in your episodes, uh, stuff like that. So go check it out. To our most recent patrons, we want to thank Lisa Flanagan and Michael Walters. Thank you so much for the support, you too. Everyone else, go check it out. Patreon.com slash TAC. And now, Jocelyn, let's get to this week's Hearthstone news. Good news, everyone! Grandmasters forges forward. And I will admit uh, that I did not see very much of it this past weekend. Uh, I, I was very wrapped up in current events. I did. I managed to watch uh, quite a lot of at least the America stuff because uh, I was very, very interested, interested to see what was going to happen with purple. So 
he ended up winning his match, which was basically the only thing he could do <laughs> to ensure that he wasn't relegated. And over the course of the weekend, we saw it basically coming down to the very last match of Firebat versus PNC, which went to all five games. So uh, it was quite a nail biter for us as fans and I'm sure for for Purple at home. Um, but yeah, so now we are done our week seven of the round robin which means that actually starting tomorrow, Thursday, is when we're going to get into the playoff weekend. So this weekend is the last weekend of season one of 2020 Grandmasters. Yeah, yeah, which means we now we know some of the players that have been relegated and who will be fighting to keep their spot. Yeah, so um, the relegation matches actually happen um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's one match per day in each region this weekend, which is kind of an interesting way to play it. I think it's probably smart. I mean, everybody's going to end up relegated come Sunday, but it's like you don't have one whole day of sad, you know, like I guess you you're kind of counterbalancing the sad relegation game with the, but also we have a champion. Yay. (laughs) So it's a little bit like split. It's better than like doing all the relegation matches on say Friday and then be like, Oh, Friday is the day that everybody leaves. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Right. Cause like, I feel like you're kind of dragging it out for the players who are actually in the position of having to fight for their spot. Uh, but at the same time, as a viewer, everything you just said rings true. It's like, oh, okay, well, I myself, who do not have a stake in this, am not as affected by. I don't. I don't know. I'd be interested to get to get players' take on it, but um, I'm interested to see. Well, kinda- I mean, they all they all know when they're going to play, right? The mm-hmm. only person it would potentially like drag things out for is if we had a player from Group A who kept losing, which is kind of like not the expected way for matches to go. But then if they had to play Friday and Saturday and Sunday, then that would drag it out for them a little bit. But I think like kind of the idea is the, the two group a players play on Friday, one wins and is safe. One loses and moves on to Saturday. Then they expect whoever moved on to Saturday to win that match so that both group a players are out and or like are safe and then the loser who they're expecting to be group b again just based on seating and standings and stuff um then that player goes on to sunday and you have your kind of like group b playoff on sunday and then winner safe loser relegated so i guess i guess it's just the losing group a player that i am really feeling for yes yeah exactly yes they (laughs) have two days of having to sweat Yes. Yeah. Which is that I don't know. That just sounds very stressful to me. <laughs> and I yeah, do not. So I, I do not. I do. I, I would not want to be in their shoes. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I guess let's let's get to it. The players that have already been re- relegated. Yeah. So in NA, we had uh, PNC, who I mentioned did lose to Firebat. He in his match. um it was it was basically, you know, it was the difference between him, um, I believe, coming like fourth in his group or being relegated like he had, um, as far as I understand, like the biggest swing potential in ranks and his Demon Hunter game in game five, like he had the worst possible hand and first couple of turn draws like 
every single card in his hand was five mana or more off the mulligan. And then the next two cards he drew were um, the, uh, I think it's Beaming Sidekicks, the one, two that buffs a minion on board. So he's just like, what do I even do with this? Literally, the only thing I can do is play a one, two. But what's that actually going to to impact on the board? So uh, so he held on to them and he just he got way too far behind. So it was uh Kind of, kind of too bad though. I was rooting for Firebat, and uh, Firebat seemed to be in a really good place, and then started, you know, losing a few matches in a row. And I was like, Firebat, what? Did you get a text from Purple that said throw this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, PNC ended up being uh, relegated alongside Papa Jason, which is too bad because Papa Jason is one of our um, new grandmasters in season one of 2020. So I was kind of hoping that he would stick around for more than one season, but he can always play his way back in again (laughs) through this super easy system. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's rough to get back in. Uh, as someone well, who's been watching as, Orange's career closely. Yeah. As far as I understand slash remember, like, did we even have a tour event during these eight weeks of Grandmasters? Like, I don't even think no. Papa Jason has yet to, like, play in a Masters tour as a Grandmaster player, right? That just kind of has his guaranteed entry into a tour. Unless they um, unless when he qualified at the end of last season, then he was able to enter. I hesitate to speak I don't on know. this because I didn't even think. about Yeah, this. I'm, I yeah, I'm not sure. I, I literally just thought of it now. I was like, I wonder if he's actually played in the Masters Tour and has points maybe that that would qualify him. But anyways, as of standings, he's he's uh, in the relegation spot. Over in EU, we had uh, Pavel and Kalento, which is kind of crazy because, yeah, Pavel was our, uh, was it 2015 world champion? And uh, Kalento obviously has been a name in Hearthstone since the very beginning. Like he is, he has been a high level Hearthstone player from the start. So, yeah. It was a little bit surprising over on the EU side, though Kalento did post on Twitter uh, kind of like a, a, oh, not a TLDR, a twit longer, <laughs> the total opposite of a TLDR. <laughs> he had too many things to say, uh, but TLDR on that one is uh, he basically said, I, it wasn't my jam. I didn't practice much. Like, I'm not surprised by this result. Mm. I don't really 20. know what, you know, what this looks like for me going forward as a career, but, you know, I'm cool with it, basically. <laughs> 2016, by the way, was was Pavel's world 20, championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was fire. Wait, was fire about 2015? I believe so. Or is he 2014? While I have things open, Hearthstone world champion (laughs) of 2014. Who was 2015? I can't remember 2015 world champion. I'm going to pull it up right now by the power of the internet. Oh, it's Kaka. Right. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Gray ghost wolf. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So very, very sorry. All the years are blending together. It's not because you're not memorable. It's because we're getting old. (laughs) It's because time is meaningless. (laughs) That is why. Uh, And then in APAC, Staz and Samuel Sow uh, have been automatically relegated. Yeah, Samuel Zhao is uh, another one who's a name from APAC that's been around forever. So um, yeah, some of it's it's kind of funny. Like as we as we go forward with a lot of these uh, Grandmaster seasons, it's like 
a lot of these bigger name Hearthstone players are, are kind of getting relegated, leaving room for some of these up and comers. So it's good to see. I'm glad like, you know, that we're doing more relegations because that was one of the big problems I thought with the uh, 2019 season was that there weren't enough relegations. There wasn't enough stakes, not enough on the line. Nobody really seemed to care all that much. So for him to or like for these players that we that we recognize to get relegated, it's like it's a sad thing because you hate to see them go. But it's also really good because it, it opens up grandmasters for some of these up and coming players. That's the so. thing, right, is is that's that's kind of what I'm waiting. I like I'm I'm really. I, I know we've been like given a hot take on whether we like it, we don't what we'd like, what we don't like, yada, yada, yada. But like I'm really. Waiting until the end of all of this to kind of see how the whole year felt because I, I mm-hmm. think with the kind of mid year injection of new players, it should, it should be very interesting. Right. And I don't think it's going to be as sad and we should have new stars as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I think to, to me, a lot of it just comes down to like, how often does a change up of who is in grandmasters feel right? You know, yeah. and, because it should just be an ebb and flow of, relegation and then new blood coming in. So, uh, and, and it's in a way, uh, as sad as it is to see names that we know and love leave grandmasters, it's, it's kind of like what the four, what this level of Hearthstone should be. We should know all of these names because they're so freaking good at this game. Uh, and, and EU at the moment really driving that point home because Pavel and Calento like Titans of professional Hearthstone, um, and it doesn't end there. Like, so, because we get to who's playing for, for that last relegation spot, like who's playing. Yeah, to there's stay still in. more relegations to come, which is crazy. EU is insane. It's Hunter Ace, it's Felkine, it's Tice and it's Zim. That is a crazy four players to have to fight to stay in this. I can't believe Hunter Ace is on that list. I really can't. I mean, like this time, I guess, well, I guess, sorry, 2018 when we were having like a master's tour every weekend, he was winning a master's tour every weekend. Like it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, he was the chosen one. <laughs> his consistency was absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the same in NA too. Monsanto and Nalgadan ETC in purple uh, playing to stay in as well. Um, it's, I, I don't, uh, to me, I, I kind of read in this as Grandmasters has arrived. It is mm-hmm. what it set out to be, which is the best players of Hearthstone. Just having a slug fest. Uh, cause yeah. that's what this feels like at this point. Um, seeing names of this, of this caliber go, go against each other. So, um, boy, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's it's nuts. I'm just coming to I'm coming to terms with like have, having to like like relegations are here. It feels early mm-hmm. after last year. Yeah this this whole kind of season feels like it went by really quickly, which is kind of crazy because it was ten weeks long. So we had the three Swiss weeks and then seven weeks of round robin. Now we're having one week of um, like the playoffs. And what's going to happen at the end of all of this is that who one player who comes out first is going to qualify for BlizzCon, <laughs> the, the basically the world championship later on this year. Um, so it's, it's going to be a fun and interesting weekend. You've got um, the group B play ins are happening tomorrow. So you get to see people who came in the top four spots in um, their respective regions in division B 
they're going to play off against each other. So first versus fourth, second versus third, and it's single elimination. It's just you're in or you're out from those games. So uh, we'll get to see those happening tomorrow. Um, And then after that, we have our full tournament Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So it's uh, it's going to be a good weekend for Hearthstone. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I welcome, I, I welcome it at this point. Um, even though I, I fell off this past weekend, but I'm looking forward to uh, getting back into some grandmasters. Well, that'll be good then, because if you didn't watch this past weekend and you're used to a uh, priest on priest type meta, then you'll be, you'll be in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Good to know. But uh, before we move on, we have a, uh, we have a sponsor to thank today. Raycon earbuds are back sponsoring this episode of the angry chicken. You can go to buyraycon.com slash T a C right now. Uh, to get 15% off your order of wireless earbuds. Uh, Joss, you and I both have Raycon wireless earbuds. Yeah, I, I was just looking for my little my little charger pack, but I'm pretty sure they're in the kitchen because I've been using them when I bake, which if it was any other earbuds, I would really be worried that I would drop them into the batter, but they stick in my ear so good that I never have to worry about that. And I can just sit there listening to my podcast while I bake cookies. Same. Uh, here's a window. Same. In, You're baking cookies too. Uh, we have been baking quite a few cookies, actually. <laughs> but but um, I was going to go with earbuds usually fall out of my ear. Uh, uh. Is is my same Z, Jocelyn? That's my same Z. Um, but uh, yeah, I got a ton of use of mine over the weekend because, um, as I told you and listeners at home, don't know because I can't imagine they're actually all that interested. But my closet flooded, and we had to take everything out of it, and we've just been sitting with a a spare room full of clothes because we refused to go back and actually reorganize the closet. So I went in and I like folded every I folded everything that needed to be folded and had a big old donation bag going the whole time. Raycon earbuds in my ear so that Katie could chill over on the couch and play Animal Crossing and not be bothered by whatever random crap I was listening to. I loved it. I and it literally I'm not even joking. I used all six hours of that battery life. All <laughs> six hours. So go check it out. Oh, that's so many clothes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's it was an all day. You have no idea how involved it was. Anyway, uh, you should go check them out. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and they mean it. It actually I'm the worst with Bluetooth. I am a relatively tech savvy person. But my iPhone yeah. and I do not get along with Bluetooth. I don't know what it is. But, no, Bluetooth doesn't work for me either. <laughs> but the, like, this is the one damn thing is my 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 Raycon earbuds that it actually it just works. So go check them out. The E25s. They also come with more bass and more compact design. Gives you a nice noise isolating fit. So go check them out because uh, you can get fifteen percent off your order at buyraycon.com slash tac. That's buyraycon.com slash tac for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Go check them out. We thank them for their support. Uh, And now, Jocelyn, let's talk about something that's extremely new, pressing, and hot off the presses. I did a terrible job there. I put pressing after (laughs) hot off the presses. But um, it's the roadmap that was shown uh, at the beginning of the year. (laughs) The beginning of the standard year, anyway. Maybe not the beginning of the actual year. We're really on top of things, you guys. It's listen, it's it's a quiet week and there are some icons on this icon filled roadmap that still haven't been fulfilled from phase one. And it doesn't put dates, but I would assume we would be pretty damn close to phase one 
being over by now. The So folks at home, if you don't remember the roadmap or you want to follow along, it was on the official site in the Welcome to the Year of the Phoenix post on, on the official Hearthstone website all the way back on March 17th, which feels like another like five years ago at this point. Um, yeah, <laughs> but they put up a roadmap. This was alongside the announcement of ashes of outland and demon hunter coming and the ladder restructure and free decks and, and free demon hunter. There was cards. a lot to talk about at the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's worth reminding everyone of, because if you look at phase two, which is really the, the focus of our discussion today, it looks sparse compared to phase one, mm-hmm. but phase one includes things like demon hunter class, ladder revamp, free decks, new demon hunter cards. Like they really, anything they could possibly come up with an excuse to make an icon for They made an icon for it. Um, and a lot of those things are not re- things that we would expect to repeat, right? We're not expecting yeah. demon hunter class to release the second time. So yeah. Um, as we, as we go through this, the, the first thing I want to bring up was before we like kind of take a look at phase two is phase one is that um, there are still two icons they haven't gotten to yet, which is the seasonal event uh, and the adventure. Those are the two icons that they haven't gotten to yet. Um, and the only the, the seasonal events are odd in Hearthstone. The only one we get with any regularity is the fire festival. Yeah, that's we we kind of get um, a little bit of Hallow's End and a little bit of Wintervale at Christmas, but it's usually just like play a couple games. There's a quest and you'll get a card or sorry, not a card, a card back. But with the fire festival, they have done you know weeks long events through july and i always really appreciate that content because historically the summer is a very slow time for gaming so when a game that i play you know almost daily does something new and fun to kind of put themselves over the top in that time when everything else is kind of slowing down anyways it's always just a really really fun really nice treat I guess in a, in a traditionally slow time. So I like the fire festival quite a lot. Yeah. And, and, and it, it really, I want to say it was last year that it became like a, this multi-week spanning thing, right? Well, I know, I guess in 2018, it went from July 16th to the 30th and July 5th to the 19th, all the way back in 2017. But last year they, they tied it in with the whole year. They tied it to their, theme. yeah. Um, cause with it was their the big, festival. like we're telling a story. Yeah. We're telling a story. Yeah. In reality, I thought they went, I thought I, I like to think that internally they went, Oh geez, the real life fire festival was a shit show. We do not want to be, uh, associated with it. Uh, how can we, Oh, you know what? We've got the league of evil. Let's make a pun. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a dramatic retelling of exactly how it happened. These are facts. Yeah. <laughs> These are facts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of it, right? Cause we've, we've had Hallow's End before, but it was like once. And I think it was like the first year of Hearthstone. And last year we had an event around Halloween time, Doom in the Tomb, but that was like a one-off. That was very specifically something that was themed around what was happening in the year long story arc that they were telling. So, right. And that was part of the meta that you hated with everything that you were. <laughs> I love that event though. I still, I still stand by that. I think that's one of the coolest events they've ever done. Putting wild cards back in standard for a limited time was super rad. I just want my cake and eat it too. Take one of those Mm -hmm. cards out if they are completely dominating the meta and causing staleness, which is exactly what Evolve did. But 
Thank you for getting me <laughs> off on that rant again. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. You're just like, <laughs> like, like a toy monkey. You wound me up and pointed me at Evolve. Um, uh, that's obviously why I'm here. <laughs> Editor's note. Uh, before the show, Jocelyn said Obvi and I, I went off on her because I hate it. I hate it so much listeners. And she's, she's like, oh, what a wonderful. I'm going to slip into the show. And there it is. There it is. Uh, I still hate it. I hate it with everything that I am. More than evolved, but more I did than, it. More than, I hate it more than You're crackle. You're welcome, everyone. I hate, it, I hate it more than crackle. Uh, anyways, so like, I th- th- my, the point I'm trying to get at here is that events in Hearthstone, you can't really d- like depend on them to be the same thing year over year. Fire Festival has been the most consistent in at least namesake. So maybe it'll be Fire Festival, but maybe it won't. Yeah, and timing a couple of weeks in July. Like I, I would expect them to do something for a couple of weeks in July. Probably. Probably, right? Um, the the other one that's just odd is the adventure. Like, what's how is it so late? Like I realize, you know, with battlegrounds and and things like the tavern pass, we've we've got new I would argue more exciting things to promote and to monetize. But this, this seems late at this point for the adventure. Yeah. And I, I kind of struggle with calling anything late this year because we are obviously dealing with things that are just total crazy out of the ordinary situations. And we have been, basically since this expansion released, right? So, I mean, they've had to transition to working from home. There's been all kinds of upheaval in from coronavirus. And I just, I don't want to say like, oh, come on, Blizz, like you're super late, let's go. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that they are, you know, trying to get it in our hands. It just, you know, may or may not actually be ready, but we are absolutely do for the adventure it's it's kind of odd that we don't even have like a name or a anything <laughs> yeah i i don't know i'm i'm kind of weirdly hoping for like another stab at dungeon runs because i really like where they left it mm. i thought it was evolving in, a, in an interesting and meaningful way which was my critique of like the first three dungeon runs like they were kind of the same um, yeah but i like it's i don't know i have like no idea what to expect at this point so it's just, uh, I, that was more the, puzzles. <laughs> puzzle, yeah. Another puzzle lab would be really, really cool. Yeah. Cause that was super unique. Um, mm-hmm. the way that it, it, it compared to any other single player, uh, content we've really ever received. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Bob's Bob's in battlegrounds. Do you think, you think dungeon runs are over? Well, I mean, he can't he be franchised? in two places at once. Did so he, did he franchise that he, that he maybe, maybe he had a, uh, like it'll a, be robo Bob. Now <laughs> he taught someone. <laughs> well, Bartendo yeah, Bartendo Tron. Bartendo yeah. Tron. He didn't teach someone. He built someone. Yeah. <laughs> Bartendo Tron is a real bartender, everybody. Yep. But, uh, but let's look at phase two because phase two, that's, that's where we, we could start to, theorize about the future mm-hmm. of Hearthstone. Um, but first let's, l- l- let's, l- let's knock most of these icons off, like off the list right now in what I'm calling the no dust section of the roadmap, because it starts with a new, with a card expansion. 
Uh, of course. Duh. We, <laughs> of course, right? So card expansion, card mechanics, which, which like, I, I know, I know we're trying to be nice. Why is this an icon? <laughs> this is, this is card expansion. Why does card mechanics get its own damn thing? Like, just put it under, just put it under card expansion. Tavern brawls. Because icons are pretty. Tavern brawls, cool. They're not really limited by phases. They're kind of a thing that never ends. They just continue in per- perpetuity. Battlegrounds, same thing. Uh, although we do get major Battlegrounds updates around expansion times. So that, you know, it earns its icon spot, but it's a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Seasonal event, known quantity. That well, we kind of expect one. We don't know what it well, is. Well, yeah, I mean, but. it kind of depends. I guess phase two would be starting if we're going by previous years. We're assuming an August release of an expansion, right? So mm-hmm. this that seasonal event would probably be like Hallow's End would fall in phase two, and then assuming we get a card expansion in like December, then that seasonal event I would assume would be Winter Vale. Um, I'm guessing. <laughs> Because there isn't really like the other thing I guess it could be if it's not Wintervale would be something along the lines of like Easter with Noble Garden in well, phase a, three. Because phase three is always really long, right? Yeah. Well, fa- yeah, because phase three would be the end of the year. Or it feels year. long. Well, yeah, and, but also the last technically, expansion and technically into 2021, really, with the yes, way that exactly, you're right. Yeah. So, but I can't imagine this would that take the, us to like April of next year, basically. Yeah. No, I would assume the phase two seasonal event would be whatever doom in the tomb slash Halloween esque. So the fall event, whatever, whatever they yeah. end up making it, that's what the seasonal event in here is going to be. But again, kind of a known quantity, even yeah. if the uh, seasonal events are not necessarily consistent in their theming, we, we do kind of expect them Uh balance update, known quantity. And in fact, you, if, if they were putting an icon for each individual balance update, there should have been a lot more in phase one. Um, well, it does say balance so, updates, plural. So they're just committing to balancing the game, which again, <laughs> yeah. icons why. Yeah. So basically every icon in phase two is like a known quantity. We, we were used to these types of updates in Hearthstone. Uh, not, not to look down on them at all. These are all exciting things that I love when they come around. Um, so the only kind of big new thing literally has new in the title. There is an icon for a new game mode. Yeah. And this the only thing that we know for sure in this new game mode is it's not going to be like battlegrounds. It is going to pull from your collection and they did confirm that it's going to be your whole collection. So older cards, wild cards, standard cards, everything is going to come into play in this new game mode. I'm going and I don't have any ideas. <laughs> I am going to go full tinfoil hat mode for a second because the, the new game director, Ben Lee did give a quote saying the new game mode coming later this year will allow you to use cards from older and newer sets. That doesn't necessarily mean your entire collection all at once. It could be true curated segments, sort of like what arena deals in. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it's using our collection, then yeah, we would assume it's some sort of constructed way to play yeah, Hearthstone, but we don't know. putting something together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I'm thinking like almost, I don't, I don't, mm. cool if it was like a cube, but I don't know how you would even do that in Hearthstone because in magic, they can be exceedingly customizable. Mm. Um, you know, I think Hearthstone, they tend to keep things a lot more straightforward, a lot more curated. 
So I'm, one, I'm yeah, wondering. Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm struggling to figure out what they could do that would be all that much different unless they're going to take like a tavern brawl and make it permanent. Like if it's something that we've played in a tavern brawl in, in a constructed tavern brawl in the past, like uh, maybe heroic tavern brawl, like is this something we're just going to always have available now? And if that's the case, is there going to be a wild version and a standard version? Or is it something even crazier outside the box that maybe every week we've got a game mode that we play that has different rules like popper mode or, you know, like no legendaries allowed. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out, right? It's like because it needs some sort of restriction or rotation. And if there's a rotation, there must be some sort of restriction. Like we're not pulling mm-hmm. from all, all expansions ever. Cause then how is it different from wild? Yeah. Well, and that's what I kind of struggle with is like, how is this new game mode going to be different than constructed hearthstone? How's it going to be different than playing in wild? How's it going to be different than tavern brawls where, you know, it just changes every week. Like what, what, what is happening, Garrett? What is happening? <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. Um, Which is actually really cool that we've been playing Hearthstone this long. And maybe that's why our brains are working like this. They're like, no, all of the Hearthstone things have been done. Like I never would have called Hearthstone auto battler. That is not a thing I was thinking nope. was going to. Yeah. Like nope, that I was crazy and cool. Would have yelled at you. Like you, like you just said, there were no priests on ladder. That's why I would have been like, what? <laughs> Clearly they're going to make it heroes of the storm. It's the only game well, yeah, they have that makes any sense. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be a hero's thing. And so Hearthstone I mean, they are obviously thinking way out of the box. And Hearthstone literally went, hold my stein. <laughs> that's what the end. And yeah, battle. and that's the thing. Like, I am so optimistically hyped for whatever that mm-hmm. new game mode is, because I have the most trust in Team 5 I've had since Hearthstone's release, because they have just consistently... Uh, surprised and exceeded my expectations in the last year. Mm -hmm. They've been doing a really good job. Um, So whatever it is, even though I like, I'm really struggling to like racking my brain to like figure out what the hell it is. um, I, I just want to see it because I think they're whatever it is. If, if they're excited enough about it to like call it a new mode and bring it to the game, I think it will be solid because the last time they did this, it was battlegrounds and Mm -hmm. I freaking love it. Like they, they killed a genre for me. I like, I loved auto chess and I was starting to, I was just finally about to find guys. I will come over and try team fight tactics. And then I went to, and you never made it. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> D- don't need to, don't need to. Hearthstone's got me covered. Um, and then of course there's also one more icon that just says spell locked, which is just a cheeky way of them saying, we're not going to tease what this is. There's going to be one more notable thing, but we're not going to tell you what it is. And I'm just like, what do I even do with that information? Yeah. And so the adventure icon is missing. So does that mean that maybe that is the single player content, but it's not an adventure. It's something different. Maybe it's puzzle mode. Like, is that maybe our single player content spot? I didn't they technically call puzzle mode an adventure? I actually don't remember now. Even, maybe. If, they, even if they didn't like that, that would be cheeky as hell. And I would be a little <laughs> grumpy if they were like, it's the single player thing, but we're not technically calling it adventure. So we're putting a lock over it. 
<laughs> but then, I mean, it is odd that there is no single player icon in phase two, right? Like there's there's nothing being shown or teased that they're going to put out with the next expansion, which seems very, very odd to me. Although maybe the new game mode fills that gap. I don't know. Like, what if the new game mode is single player? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was I like, really is he going to say anything? Like, Do like, I need to I just, fill the silence? I'm just getting, <laughs> or let him think. Like, I'm just thinking that, and, and it, it, it's insane, and someone's going to go make a supercut of all the times I've said, Harvestone can handle multiple game modes. But like with Battlegrounds, Harvestone's got a healthy number of infinitely replayable game modes. So mm. <sighs> what is the future of single player? Well, Elvix in the chat room is suggesting Slay the Spire, which is quite popular with um, Hearthstone players and streamers right now. And uh, I haven't really played it, but I've uh, my husband has played a lot of it and it, it looks interesting. It's it's like it's a- using cards to deal damage to enemies as you work your way up through a kind of gauntlet. <laughs> it's basically a much more robust version of Dungeon Run. yeah. It's very much cut from that cloth. Uh, it's just where where Dungeon Run might be like a really fun pair of shorts. Uh, Slay the Spire is like a three-piece suit. <laughs> yeah, like Dungeon Run is a little bit different because you do still have to play in the traditional Hearthstone like board ecosystem. So you're still, you know, playing down minions that are dealing damage to different um minions on the other side of the board or you know hitting the face of whatever the monster is that you're fighting whereas like slay the spire is like you choose a character that then has powers based on the cards and mana they have available if i understand correctly (laughs) so it's like it's a little different because it would take the the hearthstone board like completely out of the out of the equation Mm -hmm. i don't know the It'd be, I mean, I, I stand by that. I think Dungeon Run could have been like its own button that just was updated over time instead mm-hmm. of Witchwood has its own Dungeon Run and Ross Guns Rumble has its own Dungeon Run and Dalaran Heist and so on and so forth, even though Dalaran Heist was amazing and actually did mm-hmm. something to move move the mode forward. Um, but yeah, who who knows? But new game mode is one of the icons. I don't think that's what that spell locked is going to be. I, I really don't. What if? What if it's a more robust spectator client? What? What if? What? 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 If, although they didn't, <laughs> they didn't put uh, reorganizing decks as an icon in phase one. Mm. Which, frankly, how fast and loose they're being with what deserves an icon, I'm surprised they didn't get one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> now there are also three spell locks in phase three because what i was gonna say when you were talking about a revamped spectator client i was gonna say what about the t mode <laughs> are we are we even at the point now it's been years since its cancellation are we at the point now that we think that maybe they're revisiting that idea no <laughs> Okay, just just throwing it out there. I don't know what these spell locked things are, but that's that's one potentially hidden that they wouldn't want to get us too hyped about just in case, like <laughs> in case something goes sideways again. 
Listen, this is an improv podcast. I don't have to say yes and to everything. <laughs> um, they they couldn't have squashed my hope for that any more than they already have. Um, okay. So my, my please take my my terse reaction uh, as as a salvo fired at Team Five and not at you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. There's, there's part of me. It's like, it's been long enough that I've forgotten the hurt. And so there's listen, part of me that's becoming hopeful again. <laughs> listen, I'm really happy with Hearthstone over the past year. I think they've done a bang up job and they have gone so far above and beyond my hopes and dreams for this game and really reinstilled me with like that, that, that wide eyed excitement that I had uh, in Hearthstone's first two years. Um, I'm not quite there yet to start no, hoping for okay, tournament mode enough. again. I'm not there yet, but it would be nice. But it could be. There's so many things that could be like, what if, what if they like, like hypothetical? I, I think you know, we've got one more class, maybe class bands on ladder. Huh? Maybe that's a thing. Maybe I'm just really. Now you're getting my hopes it. up, Garrett. Oh, oh, you're bringing up tournament mode, something they have actually <laughs> dangled in front of us and taken away. And, and, and you're going to look at, look at, uh, the, the potential of ladder bands. I don't know. I don't I'm playing other games where they let you veto certain things. And, uh, I don't think I'm coming back around on the idea of a class band. I don't think it would be as stifling as we once feared it would be. <gasps> What if phase three, two of those icons are a new class and a new free class deck? No way. No way. <laughs> what if in phase three, what if come December, There's we no get way. monks? <laughs> no. First of all, if it's monks and not death knights, we're going to have words. <laughs> not me and you i don't make the decisions I, i'm no i will blame you i will blame you for putting oh, okay. it out into the universe that monks could possibly come that before monks death come Knights. before got it sorry uh <laughs> well demon hunters came before everyone extra so come on be mad at demon hunters well frankly way out of if line. you were to ask me they should have been before death knights because burning crusade came before wrath of the lich king mm, okay and okay. the world of warcraft team just wasn't awesome enough at Got the time, it. all right. At the time, they were with Wrath of the Lich King. That was a perfect, perfect MMO expansion. Um, you're getting me so distracted here. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. There's just so many. There's things like that that like it could be, but we have absolutely no way of knowing. Like I, I'm operating yeah. off of zero inside knowledge. Not a zilch. This is complete conjecture. Um, who knows? I, I couldn't Who get knows? anything out of them because they showed us this roadmap at the <laughs> summit. And I'm like, Hey, what's that spell lock stuff? And they're like, wouldn't you like to know? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why I asked. <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah, I would indeed like to know. So one thing we are getting, which is interesting in phase three is achievements and progression. So this is something that they had talked about. I kind of thought we would be getting it more along the lines of like phase two, like after all the dust cleared from uh, demon hunters, but I am still excited to have um, achievements and something that's a little bit more like meaningful to work towards than just level 60 because. I, I personally, I, I'm curious what progression means, but I've never mm -hmm. been a big achievements fan myself. Oh, really? Oh, I'm yeah, such I, a, I an achievement completionist type person. I stand when <laughs> I'm playing 
one of the greatest single player experiences of my life. And you can throw a dart at last of us or red dead redemption or, uh, uh, God of war, the new one, the first three are fun, but they're, they're nothing compared to the new one in terms of a single player experience and a little ding, you did this. And I'm like, I don't give a shit PlayStation. Could you please stop taking me out of this extremely <laughs> dramatic moment? Now this is Hearthstone, much more gamified. I'm not sitting here going, Oh my God, what is Reno going to do next? Um, I do love Reno. Don't get me wrong, but it's not, it doesn't pull me in like, like the most recent God of War did. So like, at least it's not going to be intrusive, but really I'm, I've just never been an achievement chaser. It's never mm. been something that has really motivated me to go and do something in a game unless it has a pretty rocking reward at, at the other end. And so at the end of the day, like to me, that's just progression. Like the, if it, if it happens to be attached to an achievement system, I don't care. I'm trying to progress <laughs> to get the thing that I want. I don't give a crap about yeah. achievements individually. But that's See, for me, the achievements are what I want. <laughs> I love that little ding. Oh man, I live for the ding. <laughs> I'm so glad too, because wouldn't this be boring for like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it screw sucks. achievements. It screw it. Screw it. I'm so glad that we I, I we've never actually talked about achievements before, I don't think. So I I didn't know if you liked them or not. And it's not oh, it's not like I'm them. like anti-achievement. I'm just it's not the kind of thing I get hyped about. It's fine that they're there. And then there's like three spell lock things in face three. I don't even know what that is. Like what, what could any of this stuff be? Especially like, oh man, especially when they show like this percent of players has this and it's a really, really low number. It's like 0.5% of players have done this. I'm like, I need to do that then. Obviously I need to do that right now. That is now my sole purpose in this game. Screw you, sir. Screw you story. I need to go find every single audio recording on a tape recorder that's hidden in this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> it totally derails my play experience and I love it. Can't, can't do it. Can't, can't do it. I gotta, I gotta find out what happens to Kratos and Atreus next. Gotta find out. Gotta find out. Actually, the hidden side stuff in that game is incredible. Anyway, stop, Jocelyn. Stop trying to get me to talk about God of War. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, this is really kind of as far as I, I wanted to kind of laser focus in on the roadmap. We'll probably uh, come back to it for phase three. Once we kind of see what phase two has in store for us, especially when we see what the hell the spell lock thing is. I hope mm -hmm. they tell us by the way, especially if it ends up being something that's a little, I don't want to say underwhelming, but innocuous, something that we may not think that they had actually placed on the roadmap as like a hidden thing. I hope they're mm -hmm. like, Hey y'all. And they have like a, a nice, I don't know, animation of this icon coming. I was going to say, I'm expecting, yeah, some sort of animation video to go coincide with like the release of, of phase two and, and the information about the next expansion. Like I'm expecting to see them zoom in on phase two and then have like the icon, like flip over and then zoom in to like the expansion trailer or something. You know, that's, that's kind of how I'm picturing them using the roadmap. Maybe they won't, but <laughs> I can dream. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Eventually we'll find out, but whatever the case is before we move on to battlegrounds, which uh, at the rate this show has been going, I think is also going to serve as our email segment because it is entirely brought to you by our listeners writing in to cacpodcast.gmail.com or dropping us a message in the patron discord. Uh, Cause there's been like nothing really groundbreaking in battlegrounds for a little while now. Um, we have a second sponsor to thank today, which is me undies. That's right. Listeners, your favorite part of the English chicken. I know, I I know you totally not on purpose. I wore my MeUndies shirt today. <laughs> oh, rad. I like that shirt. I don't have that shirt. 
Oh, it's so comfy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. Anyways, you should go to MeUndies.com slash TSE right now. You're going to get 15% off your first pair of MeUndies. Uh, I, I know, listeners, that you subscribe for Hearthstone, but we know you stay to just hear us talk about our underpants publicly. <laughs> I know it. I know it. So go check them out. Uh, they are sponsoring this episode. You're, you're missing out if you haven't tried the softest, most comfortable undies I have ever had the pleasure of covering my booty with. They're so comfortable. Uh, Joss, when I, I don't know about you, but when I tried like my first pair, it was like one of those things where I was thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I know how advertising works. Of course, you're going to tell me that your undies are the most softest ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then I tried them on and uh, frankly, magical. It, yes, it's so nice <laughs> when things live up to the hype. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't spell lock their their comfort. Okay, they told us exactly <laughs> how comfortable these undies are, and they delivered. It's fantastic. And um, honestly, listeners, it has basically replaced my entire undie drawer at this point. And yes, I do go for their outlandish prints. So I open my underwear drawer, and it is just. It looks like a rave is happening in my underwear drawer. <laughs> It's the right way to do things. I just got ones that had uh, killer whales on them. And I was like, I I didn't even know I I needed these, but I I do. (laughs) I I still have not. I still don't know if I love or am a little weirded out by the fact that I think you and I have mostly all the same prints for our underwear. But I know that is just <laughs> which ones the, are you wearing today, Garrett? <laughs> that's just the bonds of uh, purple and like orange skulls. Oh, okay. I've got the coffee ones on today. <laughs> ah, lovely, lovely. But that's just the bonds of podcasting. Eventually, you yeah. podcast long enough that your undies match. Your underwear matches. <laughs> so go check it out, everybody. They also have a membership where every month you're going to get the softest undies ever at your door. It's super convenient. Don't even have to leave the house. So go check it out. You're also going to get site-wide savings. So, you, you know, that you see a shirt you like, like what Joss is wearing. You can save some money on it. So go check it out. Get 15% off your first order. You're also going to get free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee when you go to MeUndies.com slash TAC. That's MeUndies.com slash TAC. We thank them for their support. And we thank you for writing in either to the email or to the patron discord. Because otherwise, I'm not sure what we were going to talk about in Battlegrounds this week. battle friend i will bob king duplis <laughs> dropped us a discord message in the patron discord and wants to know is there any minion from the most recent expansion that you feel belongs in battlegrounds and if so at what tavern tier my brain immediately went by the way to the dragon that gives all your murlocs divine shield from the last expansion i'm like nope that's the wrong expansion garrett you did a bad job, but I do think there'd be something like real quick. I think there'd be something cool with that. If we removed Megasaur, I think Megasaur still yeah. exists and there's a way to give your entire board poison easily. I think it's too powerful, but I think there's a world where that potentially replaces Megasaur, maybe even goes down to ta- a, a tavern tier, which is probably controversial might seem too powerful, but I think, <laughs> I think we could play with it. I think divine shields are okay in a world where right now we've got divine shield, wind fury, and poison as a potential. So I think that it's, um, it sounds very powerful, but I think it's okay. I think it's okay for tribes to have powerful end games, but I think that brings it more in line with everybody else. <laughs> I think the fact you can give your whole board wind fury, poison divine shield is crazy. 
Yes, it's it's a little nutty. I'm really hoping, by the way, that whenever the next Battleground update comes, that like something happens with poisonous murlocs. It's, I'm, I'm a little done. <laughs> yeah, a little done with it. Well, and it's also it's been a really, really long time since we've had a Battlegrounds update, right? In the general timing world of Battlegrounds, like the last big one was Dragons, and that was a while ago now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm like expecting a follow up because they told us to expect like a Battlegrounds update on the scale of Dragons around every expansion. And I'm the, I'm sorry, the most recent update was not. Like, not even close. Yeah, heroes heroes are not as um, meta-defining and changing in general. I know that we've had some, like, Deathwing launches before, but, uh, yeah, heroes in general don't completely change how we play Battlegrounds. Minions do, so I'm looking forward to a, a revamp of the minion pool, which, you're right, should be happening soon-ish because the expansion has been around for a while, so. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's like I'm, I'm trying not to take... I, I'm not taking the roadmap like as concrete, right? I don't think they're going to have one icon per update. Obviously they didn't right. do balance updates. That would be insane. Anyway, they don't know how many they're going to make is when it comes to balance updates for, for constructed. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it just seems now that we've had some time with it and, and you're at, you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, like new heroes are awesome, but they don't change every game that you play, but minions do minion mm-hmm. adjustments and new minions. Uh, do change like every single game. So be interested to see that. So anyway, what do you, to, what do you pick from ashes of outland? So kind of the first, I, w- I just started kind of scrolling through ashes of outland. And like the first thing that kind of caught my eye that I thought would be interesting and a little nutty is skeletal dragon. I can't believe you picked this thing because this thing would be so OP. <laughs> Maybe. Right, maybe like there uh, would have to be one available in tier six. <laughs> so some of these picks, I will say, I'm not 100 percent on board for the card as is, but there's something in it that I do find extremely interesting. I would like to introduce maybe in a version that is bespoke for battlegrounds. Okay, because this literally says like <laughs> just at the end of your turn get a minion and then that's at worst one gold at best something that fits into your comp especially when it has the tribe on it and dragons specifically are so individually powerful there aren't very many individual dragons that are just straight up bad that you don't want to play i know (laughs) what are you thinking garrett (laughs) bear with me here bear with me i realize that dragons do not need help right now yeah i saw this and i was just like Man, what's he smoking? <laughs> I think the idea of having a minion generator is interesting. Like, I think it's okay. interesting. I think it could work. I think you would need to add similarly powered cards to a few of the other tribes. Maybe not every tribe, but to a few of the other. Maybe don't like that don't work exactly the same, but in, in an asymmetrical way, bring a similar amount of value to the table. I don't even know how that looks, but I find this interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. I I do. I can find this interesting, but I think the way like the stats that it's got, the way that it's written, it's, it's too much is too powerful. But I think that there's something to maybe be said for actually keeping this to one tribe, whether it belongs in dragons or not, but um, making it so that maybe give it to the weakest tribe. And then it's like, if you're trying to make 
demons work then you get this skeletal demon that gives you a demon at the end of every turn whatever the stats look like and then it's like you have to make a sacrifice by playing a weaker tribe in order to or you're playing another tribe and the sacrifice you're making is that you're using up a slot on your board to get this like value generation right so it's almost like a reform hero power built into a minion Yes, for no so gold like, at all. Reform has it. Yeah, so that goal. that give or take is kind of there where like you're giving up a board space or you're playing a weaker tribe. That's kind of where I could see this working. But when I looked at this and it was dragons, I was like, hell no, that is not happening. Listen, <laughs> too much. They're already good. <laughs> typically, when we get a new minion, it replaces another. Uh, yeah, so I would keep that in mind. And also like this one is pr- it's one of my wilder ones, I think, in my yeah. opinion, of what I've of what I've picked out. I think it's one of the wilder minions I looked at. I was like, oh, you'd be cool. Like, I think <laughs> this would be the kind of thing I would include in a pretty big update that would probably severely spike the power level of a game of Battlegrounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, I, you know, maybe a 4-9 with taunt that gives you a dragon at the end of your turn. Like, would it be that busted at six stars? Yes. Would it? Would it? <laughs> yes. Would it? Yes. What if we replace Caligos with it? <laughs> would it would I was going to say, in a world where Caligos exists and all of the uh, and the the Razor Gores exist that get bigger based on how many dragons you have, and the fact that you would be getting dragons and the way that they interact with each other, no, Garrett, you're, well, you're th- crazy. This wouldn't affect Razor Gore really at all. Like. You can only have seven minions on board and dragons are already finding a way there. If this is like an end game dragon, your razor guard doesn't care. You probably already have as many dragons as you want on board. I guess I guess having it at tier six, it does limit the number of turns you're going to get this free effect. So then it just becomes, you know, how many ways are there to generate dragons like Alex Straza or... Um, Ysera or like tripling into I guess and and that's you know more of a generating a tier six than generating a dragon specifically but I think you need to really look at how early in the game you get because yeah if you only have this available to you for the last three or four rounds of the game sure yeah I can get on board that's fine but if this is the kind of thing that suddenly becomes available before everyone is even at 10 gold, then that's the kind of thing where I'm just like, whoa, that's too much. You're getting this value for too long. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I think it'd be interesting. Um, so were the, were the, before I move on, is there any that you would like to toss up? Uh, the ones that I actually found are um, the imprisoned ones. So I think Ooh. they're, um, yeah, they're a little bit further down. So yeah, if you want to talk shaman, we can talk shaman. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, really, I'm just using this as an example because it is from the most recent expansion. I'm using Bogstrock Clacker. Uh, really, I just, I think Evolve Effects would be freaking cool in Battlegrounds. They're yeah, they're definitely interesting because of the random nature. And there are minions that kind of hit the whole scale of good to bad at all tiers. There's some that you really want, some that you really don't want. And transform effects in battlegrounds are very interesting because they will remove any buffs that you've done. So it kind of like, yeah, you're getting an, a potential upgrade and maybe a huge high roll. 
but you're also losing a lot of the value that you got earlier on in the game with like battle cry and buff effects and stuff. So right. think of how problematic. I, I do this, think this is interesting. Think of how problematic box rock lacquer. And for the audio listeners, it's it's a, a three three for three. Although who knows what tavern tier it would potentially be at that that transforms adjacent. I think it could minions be into, maybe a tier three. I think. Tier three is when you start getting all the the battle cry menagerie dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, where I was going with that is like, think about how problematic a card like this would be for Dance and Daryl. Mm. Daryl buys every damn minion and cycles them. Like this comes yeah. down. But you're Daryl. You've got a board of nothing but buffed minions. It, is it worth eventually getting the like a six star minion? Like usually not. That's not usually how Daryl's winning strategy. Mm-hmm. So um, would it would it kill it? Who knows? Also, for everyone else, would being able to like for if we're looking at clacker specifically, is tav- randomly tavern tearing up two minions at a time too powerful on average? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Which I don't necessarily think that it is. Although because it's a battle cry effect, this is the kind of minion that you don't expect to actually keep in your warband. So I could imagine that this would be a minion that we, we would see a lot more of than, say, like Rat Pack, right? Because a Rat Pack is the kind of thing that you keep on your board, you buff it until it's no longer relevant to your strategy. But the Clacker, you would constantly be cycling through like a, a Defender Vargas, say. So maybe because there would just be more opportunities to have it in the pool, Maybe it is something that needs to be um, like uh, costed higher because of that. So maybe it should actually be, you know, a tier four minion instead of a three because it is a very powerful effect. And I think um, I like the idea of random minions that cost one more. So tearing up one tavern, because then that means if you have taken the time to like buff something up like crazy and it, but it's a, a tier one or two minion, then it's like you're not automatically going to jump it up to a six, right? That's going to take multiple clackers over multiple turns. So I think that that's okay. I'm a lot happier with the balance level of this minion you proposed than I am with the dragon. <laughs> but I think this is a really, really cool minion. I think it's got an interesting effect, and I like this a lot. I would like to see this, especially it, since it's not tribal, right? Right, right, and and. It, I'm not even sure it would matter all that much if it did because you're randomly transforming two other minions and God knows what. So who even knows if it would be the tribe that you want. The high roll mm-hmm. potential is a little insane on with something like this. Like it could decide some games the way that uh, Azaris currently tilts me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like. Although the thing about Zaris is he has no restrictions, right? Right. He can be anything from any tier, whereas this is restricted to whatever's on your board. You can only get one better. And then you introduce the randomness of that tavern tier. So I think as long as you have high rolls and low rolls, like things that can be really bad for you, um, I think this is OK. Because, again, right now, tribal builds are quite important. So this would basically completely mess with your with any sort of like synergy that you're trying to build so i i think it's okay because you're taking huge huge risks like this feels a lot more like pogo hoppers say like this is not a this is not the winning strategy this is like a i want to have a fun game let's go brand brand clacker builds you know like (laughs) oh my god but if it's specifically one more brand would be insane because by the time you're even finding brand 
you probably have some high tier minions. So like, but then can you imagine like it happens twice or and say matter, like the, the tier five minion is like, yes, I want that. But then it happens again. It goes to tier six and it's like the three, six mech chick and you're building dragons and you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like because, true. because higher tier minions don't actually like sell for more gold or anything like that. I think it's okay. Cause it doesn't mess with the economy too much. Right. 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 Yeah. It's just, uh, it seems like the kind of, like evolve effects again. I think I think two minions is probably too much. Like it's it's a lot of variance. It's also when it is when it does high roll. Like holy crap, it's gonna is gonna feel unfair. But it's to me, I'm surprised we haven't seen evolve in battlegrounds yet. It seems mm-hmm. like the kind of thing that they would they would play around with. So, what if it just said transform a minion into a random minion that costs well, one more? Like if it at. was like, yeah, like, a target like one targeted. It, yeah. And I, cause adjacent minions doesn't really matter quite as much when you can move your minions around. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Whenever I get an Argus, I just drag the things I want to taunt, put the Argus in the middle and then drag them back to where they were. So you might as well, if it's only going to do one, just make it targeted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, getting into warlock, uh, freaking enhanced dreadlord caught my eye. Cause a, I love the art and would like to see it played. <laughs> so I think battlegrounds might be my only hope. Um, also, I mean, it's a five, seven with taunt, it's a demon, uh, and it's death rattle. It summons a five, five dreadlord with, with lifesteal again, would probably be pretty high on the tavern, uh, spectrum because of just the raw stats you're getting for this, but lifesteal in battlegrounds. How interesting would that be? Probably broken. And this would have to be adjusted. Yeah. I think that lifesteal would be broken. Whereas battle cry heal effects would probably be broken more easily balanced because again if you Zerus into like it basically if you high roll into this early it means you're never gonna you're never gonna die right because with a, a five five that has lifesteal it's gonna be attacked into at least once in the like early to mid game it would be twice and if that's the case then you're getting five to 10 heals. Like at least it's a death rattle, which means you can't buff it in any way, but that's a lot of health in a mode that currently does not have healing. <laughs> There's another one that was like more an example of like what would, uh, could lifesteal potentially work at lower values? Maybe. And I'm also curious, like now I want to, I've never even thought to ask a dev when we've had It would have to, to be, you think they ever tested Lower it? values, but oh, I'm sure they probably did. They um, because like- I think if you had if you had lifesteal on like a one three, which is something we've seen before in in Hearthstone, um, then you'd have to make sure it was almost like unbuffable. Because what happens when you get lifesteal and you can start, you know, buffing it up with. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's what's interesting. Like, oh man, it would have to not be tribal. <laughs> well, that's what's interesting about this card as, as, as an example, obviously With the, the life steal rattle. is too yeah. high, but because the, the life steal is hidden behind a minion that's hidden behind a death rattle, it is unbuffable. So like, what if we yeah. made this a one attack, you know, and, and now we're designing a custom card, but these are the things that just pique my interest mm-hmm. in like, life what if we not an interesting mechanic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it would have to be so undertuned. So that games didn't mm-hmm. last forever. And now exactly. I'm curious if anyone from T5 is listening, please let me know if you tested this. <laughs> please let me know. Cause like, I feel like even like two, two would be too much. Mm-hmm. Cause like, what if you get multiples on board? Right. 
multiple yeah, copies. multiples on board if you have you know like multiple attacks into them somehow if this dies and then you've got like a baron on board and then you're um the, the shield maiden chick from tier one dies and all of a sudden it has you know divine shield and then you're getting double heals like there's there's a lot that can happen in the randomness of an attack phase in battlegrounds that i just or a combat phase of battlegrounds that i i don't know it's it's a slippery slope i'm but i'm intrigued because i do think there are some heroes that really could benefit from lifesteal or some sort of healing effect. But then if they do have lifesteal or a healing effect, are those heroes then way too overpowered? Like I'm thinking of the kind of all in Alex Straza build where you kind of like rush to tier five as fast as you can, which usually means you have 10 health or less, but then you just expect to win every single match after that, every single round after that. Um, or like, so if she could then heal as part of that too, that would be insane. Same with, um, Lich, like anyone that's taking damage, uh, any demon builds, the demon builds that involve your hero taking damage. If you had a way, especially where this is a demon, if you also had a way to then heal that damage back, like, can you imagine the size of those like wrath weavers? Like they'd be cute. They'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. But maybe cool, maybe fun, maybe possibly maybe cool. good possibly for an event. Cool. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for the most batshit suggestion that I actually believe in? This one, this one caught me off guard. I'll admit. <laughs> all right. Where where are you? Where are you for the video audience? Oh my god, where'd you go? Free mana. Yeah, there he is, Terran Gorfiend. Three four. Battle cry, destroy all their other friendly minions, death rattle, resummon them with plus one, plus one. This is basically a permanent minion of the Zoth buff. Yes. And we already know from but, Sylvanas that death rattle doesn't work the way you wished it would. Uh, and like, if you you know didn't have seven minions on board, even like death rattle spawns also on board that it doesn't work that way in battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. So you're just like you, you, if you kill like, say you had like six mi- or five minions on board and like one of them's an egg and you drop Gorfine, you're not also going to end up getting like an eight, eight that's permanently on board plus a buffed egg. You know, you're just going to get your buffed egg back. Yeah. So basically you would want to fill your board and then ha- and then Gorfiend it and then refill your board and like put him last. Maybe yes. <laughs> like I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. How, how, okay. Okay. Interesting. Can and you'd honest? have, you'd have, I forgot yeah. about the death rattle. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why I was like, Hmm. I completely forgot about the death rattle. Uh, yeah, but he could, in theory, what contain if, like, an entire board within him, right? If you haven't, if you haven't noticed a trend, it's like a, rat dude in, a, a, on steroids. A, I forgot about death rattle. But B, uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm trying to find ways to disrupt Dance and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like Dance and Daryl, and I have had a windfall of having him offered to me lately. I've played so many Dance and Daryl games lately. I absolutely love him. But uh, I think it would be interesting if there were hiccups um, along the way. Although if this worked. In that it wasn't a death round, it was just destroy all your minions, resummon them, give them a buff. That would basically kill Daryl. Mm. Just that's the end of it. But I mean, at the, yeah, it would depend how how powerful it is, right? Because if this is powerful enough, which I think Gorfiend is, if I'm 
strategizing with him correctly, then it's basically like you could have two war bands, <laughs> essentially. Um, yeah, if, so, you're, if you're doing it with how, as he currently works and not me completely forgetting about a key element. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So then he would be super powerful. Then does his power level negate Daryl's inherent power level with his hero power? Um, enough to basically like push him all the way down because everyone else has the ability to do this thing. Like, I I don't know, because he can just not pick it, right? I, but I then if really he doesn't like pick it, is that a big enough disadvantage? I, 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 well, you really can't if you're dancing correctly. You don't have that option. You have to buy everything eventually. Yeah, but you could like buy and I guess, sorry, so not pick, but like um, buy and then not play. Right. Which, again, is yeah. to him Didn't would be would be quite a setback. At one point, they're going to be working on selling minions from hand from hand. Yeah. What happened to that? Is that spell? Locked? I don't know. I swear to God, if that's spell locked, I'm going to I'm going to rage. <laughs> I'm going to rage if that's spell locked. Um, yeah, because then that would be suddenly a little more interesting. I don't know. I like cycle minions um, and I've, mm-hmm. I'm also stupid, apparently, and forgot that. Uh, the <laughs> there was battle. a second half to that. It wasn't yeah, just all yeah, a battle yeah, cry. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm if it was in... all a battle cry, because you were you were basically thinking you just destroy all your minions and then they get plus one plus one, yeah. which then um, essentially functionally would be the same as battle cry. Give all your minions plus one plus one, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's I, yeah because so you don't get the tokens and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Destroying yeah. them would be a pointless. It would just be. Give your board plus one plus one. Um, yeah. Would be interesting. I like cycle minions and I'd like to see some more interesting cycle minions. Mm. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, everybody. Garrett is stupid. Garrett is broken today. Please <laughs> wait for the next Garrett update. Um, so let's get to yours because uh, defend yourself. Imprison Seder. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Jocelyn, again, I don't know if you like- know this, but once you have a card in your hand, uh, you've already paid for it. <laughs> Yes. So, and this is why I like asterisks, not exactly how these work, but um, basically like dormant for two turns when it awakens, then reduce the cost of a random random minion in the tavern. Thank you for joining by, me and not yeah. listening to the rules set out by, by the question asker. Thank you. Yeah, no, like I just think it's, it's their interesting potential effects. Now it's, it's kind of my and maybe you change it to instead of dormant for two turns, just dormant for one. Um, but kind of like, the idea of putting something in there that messes with dormant and um, reducing the cost in the tavern. So whether that is automatically just giving you a minion like Maiev's does, you pay the cost, you wait a couple turns, then you just get it. Or if it's like they added a new um, like icon or something for gold cost, because right now that's not actually shown in anywhere. It's just that everybody knows every minion costs three, right? So what if they had like a little gold cost in the top corner that was like, hey, now I'm two or now I'm one or now I'm free. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of like when I saw in Presence Data, I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of an interesting maybe effect of messing with the tavern. I know that once they're in your hand, you've already bought them, Garrett. <laughs> I, I, I know. I saw your note. I was, just, I was setting you <laughs> yeah. up with a tease. Um, yeah, um, no, and then the other one, the other one that I picked um, uh, from the kind of imprisoned families, the Haladin card, the imprisoned Sungill, because I thought this was kind of cool because essentially like you buy, you buy the minion. And again, I don't know if two turns is, is battlegrounds balanced or not, but 
essentially you buy it. I'm picturing this as a tier one minion. So you buy it, but you get basically nothing. And then when it wakes up, you have essentially three minions on board that then is if you choose to sell them, then, you know, cool, you're getting your money back. If you choose to keep them on board, you've got three Murlocs. So you've already kind of started the base of a tribe like it's token. So you can, you know, use them to mess with your economy like this. I thought was a really cool card. This would be an interesting way uh, to mess with the one star token meta. Yeah. Because you would be diet AFK. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking is this, this would play very similarly to um, AFK because you would not get anything. You'd have a dormant minion on your board that would be unattackable and therefore not worth any stars. So you would basically, especially like round one, you definitely lose Round two, if you're going to tavern up, you definitely lose. And then, you know, round three is when maybe stuff starts to happen. This wakes up, you've got three Murlocs on board. You know, what does that look like? Do you sell them for tavern tiers? Do you start buffing? You know, I, I think it's it's kind of yeah. cool. How does, that, how does that shake out in in the average, right? Yeah. Uh, that is fascinating. I think you have the best pick. Yeah, I think I, I think it. in Prison Sungill is the most interesting pick. Uh, well, it's also like the most comprehensible, I think from existing battlegrounds, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and is very, very interesting. Oh, I like that. I like that one a lot. (laughs) Joss, Joss wins everybody. Joss wins. Hashtag Joss wins. Um, hmm, yeah. Cause like if you, you buy it on one, cause you want the three minions on turn three, yeah, but that means do you tavern up on two or do you buy a minion to try not again. to lose yeah. two rounds in a row? Does it matter? AFK is already Does doing it matter that, that but early, it's not worth yeah. as much as AFK because AFK gets better minions than three. So it's like you're almost incentivized to buy a minion that isn't dormant on turn two and tavern up later. Is it mm-hmm. worth it? Yeah. I wonder if it's not worth it. My gut I, says I'm not sure. My gut is now starting to go to no question mark. But when you have five mana available, you'll also have three essentially tokens on board. Cause I, I mean, do, really and truly it's a two one, right? So that's yeah. basically just a token. It becomes, um, so on turn five, you could still have two tokens, sell one and double buy, or you could tavern up. You could, you know, like there's, different ways you can like manipulate the economy then um, with again, more tokens and you're not just then going to have, you know, your two, you have then like your two minions and it's like, you've kept your traditional token, right? Because before you would have a two, one and a one, one, you'd have to sell the one, one and you can double buy on five. Right. So then you have a, a two, one and you have, your double buy but now you'd have a two one a one one and your double buy so you have four things on the board which might even break down to like you attacking before your opponent right because whoever has more minions attacks first which is also a really big advantage i I have i have a really big hole to poke in this now oh okay my (laughs) gears have been turning this is a very problematic card past the opening turn Okay. Like if you buy this on turn four, you buy this on turn five. How you're just not going to have the board space to utilize the Mm -hmm. dormant. Also, if you triple it, does it go dormant again? 
I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of downsides, right? Like, cause like you don't want to, because of the way dormant can you works. sell a dormant minion is another question. Oh, you better be able to. I know. I know. It's, I, I would say my gut would be yes. But then that again would be a whole yeah, I'm different. Starting to think um, that, I'm starting to think this is this is booty. Um, because <laughs> I'm like thinking like, what do, what do you do? Like, you don't want to, you're not incentive. Battlegrounds 110% does not incentivize you to leave open board space. Yeah. So then, I mean, it does maybe the, the two turns is what needs to be tweaked. Maybe dormant for one turn is better or more balanced for battlegrounds. Like I just thought the idea of, you know, paying a price for having tokens, but then also getting an extra token uh, was just a really interesting concept. Yeah, I don't it would need to. I think it would need to get a little but more. I mean, you can also just not buy it because I mean, Wrath, Wrath Weaver exists and the later in the game you get those, the worse that they are. So, I mean, this would become very much a junky tier one minion. Um, but I think that's okay. I think it's okay for those to exist to yeah, kind of but, dilute the pool a little bit, right? Yeah, Wrathweaver though, like just constantly grows and and grows in value. Whereas I think this doesn't because you're not. Well, yeah, but if you have if you have a Wrathweaver turning up on you know in your tavern tier five role, like <laughs> you're never gonna pick that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I mean, yeah, unless you're Daryl and you're immediately throwing it back for stats. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting thought. I don't know. This one, hmm, 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 hmm. The idea of dormant, really cool. The idea of mm -hmm. some, finding a way, again, as we've we've talked about multiple times now, to kind of shake up the token tier one meta uh, mm -hmm. interests me a lot, but uh, hmm. Be cool if yeah, it was it's definitely a hmm. <laughs> be like dormant for two turns on turn three, summon two one one murlocs when you sell two minions back to Bob or something. Like it's more complicated, but I'd like to see it customized for battlegrounds. Yeah, which I think is kind of the theme of of a lot of the cards we've talked about today. Is like just like this, but slightly tweaked for battlegrounds. <laughs> just like this, but. Yeah, just like this butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's covered in me undies. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. I think I think we're going to wrap this episode here. Um, we had more emails. This has gone uh, much longer. We, we did start a little later um, than usual. So King Duplis, thank you very much for your, your question. Uh, everyone else who sent in Battlegrounds questions, we will hold them for following episodes. Um, thank you so much for writing it, everybody. TAC podcast at gmail.com is the place to do so. Uh, or you can leave us a message in the patron discord. Thank you again to our patrons for support everybody. Patreon.com slash TAC. We very much appreciate it. Um, our Patreon producers, Declination Cheesy Bob. Thank you both very much for the generous support. If you want to catch more Angry Chicken, catch up on the backlog, see some more uh, podcasts, head on over to amove.tv. You can catch us live Wednesday nights at 530 Eastern over at twitch.tv slash amove.tv. If you'd like to join our lovely live chat, Meet some fine Hearthstone people. And uh, Jocelyn, other than that, where can folks find you and the other fine uh, productions you're putting out into the world? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I am at Joss Place. Awesome. I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. Uh, other than that, name of TV for everything. Uh, go check out Into the Nexus. A giant Heroes of the Storm patch just dropped. I literally haven't even looked at it yet. Uh, big Into the Nexus due to tomorrow. Uh, brand new WoW Killer episode went up today. Uh, if you want to hear my list of shame in World of Warcraft, all the things I've never achieved that I wish I had. <gasps> Is one of them the legendary cloak in Pandaria? Because that's mine. 
No, because who gives a shit no. about legendary cloaks? They hand those things out like candy on Halloween. Because the, the Pandaria one was, was really cool was a joke. and had like the big whoosh. Oh, it's it a joke because they, they, yeah, I do like the Pandaria one actually. It is. Oh, pretty, okay. But they do. I mean, come on. Legendary cloaks, it's like. Everyone's it, got one. I know. <laughs> it's like jury duty. You're, gonna show, you're gonna get a legendary cloak eventually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you just have to uh, you have to listen and find out. So that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the Angry Chicken. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, until next time, jobs done. Jobs done. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 